Welcome to the Crazy Wisdom Podcast. Today I interviewed Johnny Pasha. Johnny is starting a company that helps people all over India who don't speak English gain access to the information that they need and that is not currently in their languages. It's a really interesting idea. Uh, and being here in Latin America and Medellin, uh, it also probably could work for a lot of people here and imagine in Southeast Asia as well. Because there's about a billion users who are coming online very soon. And these billion users don't really have a place. Uh, they don't have a place where all of the rest of us already do have a place. Uh, and so there's going to be something new that would be built for them. Uh, and since they are also the ones who are probably going to have the emerging uh, opportunities of the next hundred years, uh, it's probably going to be a big opportunity. And Johnny is onto it. So I'm really excited to present this episode. This is part of the new series that I'm doing about the rise of innovation outside of Silicon Valley. Uh, I have a thesis that most, not all, there are some people in Silicon Valley who are aware of this, but most people in Silicon Valley have become blind to what the rest of the world needs and what the rest of the world is doing. Uh, and it's my investigation over the next maybe couple of years where I'm going to show that, hey, this is actually something big and something really important. Um, and so I'll be chronicling this on my show, uh, including the episodes that I'm doing about creativity and stress. And this actually has a lot to do with creativity and stress. I just interviewed a founder here in, here in Medellin, Colombia, about the particular stresses that are involved in Colombia in building a company and creating a company in, in Colombia. Uh, so this is all wrapped up together, and, and I'm really excited to present this to you all. Uh, so if you find this episode to be of value, please find us on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher and searching for Crazy Wisdom and hitting the subscribe button. Um, and I'd love it as well if you could give us a review. And as always, I'm, I'm on Twitter, at Stuart Alsop, I-I-I. My DMs are open. I'd love to hear about what your thoughts are on this new direction for my podcast, um, this new side series that I'm doing about the rise of innovation outside of Silicon Valley. I'd love to hear your thoughts at Stuart Alsop, I-I-I. Um, thank you. Have a great day. Welcome to the Crazy Wisdom Podcast. Today, my guest is Johnny Pasha. He is the CEO and co-founder of Get Local. And Johnny, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, uh, Stuart, for inviting, to me, for inviting me for the show. And uh, yeah, great to be here. Yeah, really excited to get into what you're doing. So what is Local App? So Local App is built for uh, people in India who can't speak or uh, write English language. So uh, there are a lot of the 900 million of such audience that exist in India who don't understand English and they got access to internet recently. So Local is building a platform for these users. And so this, this, this access to internet for them got very recently in 2016. So we're building a platform for them, starting uh, by giving them local news, classifieds and local information in their own languages and essentially building more meaningful use cases where they can get access to jobs, they can get uh, their businesses online. All this is happening in native language and that is what we do. And so I don't think... I think maybe 1% of Silicon Valley even understands the problem that you just described. Um, and it's such a huge problem because it exists not only in India, but it exists in Indonesia, it exists in Africa, it exists to a certain extent in Latin America. Um, and so if you were to say one thing to the world of Silicon Valley about this problem that you think they don't understand, what would it be? Uh, 
I it, it's because uh, as such people, uh, how would I describe this problem? I think the problem is the access of information is very difficult for this audience, and the adoption that is happening in India on the internet front, especially because of a new internet player coming uh, and giving access to people the internet, which is the cheapest in the world right now, like the mobile internet. The cost of accessing mobile internet in India is the cheapest across the world. So then the adoption is like like no one in the history of human uh, human history has ever seen this. So I think it's 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 undescribable. You have to just be here to see it. How fast the adoption is happening. So you can't really describe it in one word. You have to just experience it. And that's I mean that's a that's a great answer because essentially, uh, I've learned recently that. Uh, something happened in the ecosystem in India in terms of the data ecosystem has changed the amount of video that people can consume. Is that correct? Yes. So it's like super cheap now. Some, what happened in India that made it so cheap? So uh, in 2016, somewhere around September, uh, a new telecom player came in and then dropped the mobile internet prices and made India the cheapest uh, internet access country on mobile. So, uh, uh, so, so that happened and that made everyone coming online. So there are already, uh, you know, 50%, 49% of India currently right now, according to, the, uh, new, uh, according to a new report that got published, Reuters report, that 49% of the people are already got access to internet. This happened so rapidly. It, it used to be... 200 million people having access to internet to now it has been close to 650 million people having access to internet in three years time, three, four years time. That is crazy. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's mind blowing for me. Cause I, I had, a, I had the internet since I was like seven or eight years old. I've grown up with the yeah. internet as it's, as it's expanded, as it's continued to grow. I've kind of seen it evolve as I've, as I've grown up. But now what we're seeing, what we're potentially seeing is a cultural clash between people with pretty conservative values who are growing up in the, in the countryside, all of a sudden getting internet and the wide access to whatever they want. But they're also, that's the weird thing about the internet because it's also co-creative. So it's not only like you get access to the internet and just be a passive participant, you're also exchanging. And so what do you, I mean, and particularly this is a good question for you. What do you think is the effect of this co-creation that people are having in their local languages and like what are they doing on local and and how is this kind of how is this kind of co-creative thing about the internet affecting these people so uh, so I, I would like to explain about the platform and a, bit, a little bit more about what happens today on local so that then we can discuss like what users are doing so we uh, are a platform that operate district by district. Uh, so there are 700 and India is divided into 729 districts currently. Mm. And we operate district by district. So a person from one district can have access to uh, the information, news and classifieds about that specific district. And each district has a population of around 1.8 million people. <laughs> so <laughs> India is a country uh, with 1.3 billion population right now, 1.2 billion population. So uh, what we are essentially doing is that when these people got access to internet and the only thing that they don't understand English, essentially the entire internet is in English, we are creating content that is not, that, that doesn't exist on Google or Facebook. Mm. And this we are using uh, 
uh, a, a network of creators who are on ground uh, to create this content, especially about issues and things that are happening around them in the form of news, crime, local updates and all. And essentially people are also uploading classifieds, like someone wants to hire someone, someone wants to get a job, they're doing this in their own languages on our platform. Uh, so these are so when we start in a location, we start with local news, classifieds and information like what are the price of vegetables, what, uh, which, which, uh, which, uh, which business is in which location, who operates that business. So essentially all this information was non-existent on internet previously. And then uh, the adoption, so now our creators are well-versed in, in, in creating that content, but most of this audience, they find it very difficult to use their keyboards today because it's not very natural for them to create this content. Like for you and me, you, you had internet from when you were a seven-year-old kid. I had internet when I was like 14 years in India. And a lot of these people never had internet or they never had access to laptop. They just started using it on mobile and, and they have to use the English keyboard to create content in their native languages. So the creation aspect is not very natural, but India is learning very fast. So in the last three years it has grown. So today a good chunk of creation on, of native language content happens via voice. So people use voice to create content and, and they use voice to text conversion. Uh, so that's how the creation happens. So it's a very different user behavior compared to a mature user behavior that you can see in the West or also in the metro cities in India. So today, most of the content that we have on our platform is about the content that is happening locally, especially in news. And then there is small conversations about that content. Like people comment, discuss about that content. And people are connecting with each other on our platform through classifieds and local information. And we're building more use cases. We are building more use cases as we are growing. So we are a 15 month old company and we have come a long way with more than a million monthly active users on our platform uh, with close to 3.5 lakh, 3.6 lakh people coming daily on the platform. So we're growing fast. And, wait, wait, and wait. Uh, for those of my listeners who don't know what a lock is, what is that? I'm sorry, 350,000, we have 350,000 daily active users and have a billion monthly active users. We are growing very, very fast because this is an exclusive content that they don't have access to. And with their change of adoption, uh, they started with consumption of content. They started with consuming content. Now they are creating content, connecting with people, uh, helping or finding ways in which they can make their businesses get more revenue on our platform. And this is not, this was not possible three years back. And this is so interesting, particularly about the thing you mentioned of somebody consuming content um, and not creating it as well. So there's the, 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 I wonder how long does it take somebody to consume a lot of content before they can kind of realize that they can also become a creator? Uh, so it, it depends. It, it's, it's in phases. So basically, uh, once you once it becomes a necessity for you. So WhatsApp, we have wide adoption. You know, people don't understand internet here. People understand I need a phone with WhatsApp. <laughs> so people buy phone for WhatsApp because they have to stay in touch with their family. And the creation happens because you know uh, it's it's a human communication is a very natural form where I will speak with you. You have a voice uh, tap voice messages on WhatsApp, which happens a lot. And then essentially they want to express more, they start creating. So it's very different for different set of people, someone with 
more education is easier like they have a very quick learning curve but once it becomes a necessity the creation or or the education loop is very fast so it doesn't take a lot of time once they realize that this is something that i can be benefited or i can stay connected or this will be helpful for me this reminds me a lot of um something i've noticed as i've lived in other countries and it's this fact that it seems like so i'll give an example of where i am lo locally right now i picked up uh, the habit of sending voice messages in Latin America. It's just something that we don't do in the United States. We don't send voice messages. Um, and it seems really weird if you leave somebody a voice message, but now I do it all the time. So it's pretty funny because uh, friends of mine will get voice messages and they'll be like, what the, what the hell is going on here? Like, but in Colombia, yeah, it's actually, uh, go for it. So, but if you realize uh, it's, it's very easy for you to do voice messaging, texting takes time. So voice is more natural. So that leap is happening. So we, we, had this uh, behavior where we had these big screens in front of us, started texting, texting, and then mobiles became very, prof uh, mobile became very powerful, and then we started uh, texting on mobile, and it became natural, but but if you take the pace need, like, you need to communicate, and voice is the thing, right? So I I, I voice text you, and, it, and once you start using this, and then you will realize it's more convenient. Apart from the search thing, like you can't really, you have to listen to it, uh, but but it's easier to communicate via voice text. Interesting. So this is an, actually the thing that's getting into the podcast world. Somebody's going to create it at some point. But and I mean, there's also something called Otter AI where I can just speak into it and does automatic transcriptions uh, that yeah. are very good. But this yeah. idea that you that all everything that we're talking about right now, I'm going to publish it to iTunes, and then once it's published, people can't search it because it's audio. Um, and it has to go into text to be searched. So this is maybe the reason why in the West, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is be, the, the Silicon Valley has an institutional blindness and it's essentially coming from the fact that they just, they have never ever been to an, a, they've never gone at 40 years old and been, had no idea what the internet was. And then all of a sudden got it on their phone very cheap and was like, what the hell is this thing? How do I do it? It's like a completely new way there is no like way to see that happen beforehand and so it's like and and also the fact that silicon valley kind of ignores uh emerging countries i would say because traditionally emerging countries haven't been able to focus on these types of things but that's the thing that i'm so interested in is that emerging companies countries are now like are going through the same thing that united states went through that western europe went through that essentially now they have opportunity because of of of, of the fact that they weren't uh they don't weren't developed companies economies but the u.s is now developed it seems like what we're, we're about to go through what japan went through in the 1990s where it was like you know we've come to the point of a fully developed country um and and so we don't have the type of jobs that we used to have about for building things and all this other things although those jobs will still exist but they just won't provide the same type of economic opportunity that they did before uh and so where is this economic opportunity come from it's going to come from countries that are developing that are emerging um, and then also you have the internet added to this, which is such a huge thing. I don't really have a question here, but if anything I said sparks anything in you, I'd be curious what, what you think. So I think, yeah, uh, if someone is looking at uh, how markets are evolved, I think the next big opportunity uh, lies in Southeast Asia because, uh, you know, especially India, Indonesia are growing very fast. So especially from 2014 to 2018, we are the fastest growing country in terms of like in, in GDP growth. Uh, so 
so what 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 is happening that uh, that is very interesting about india is that you know not only that the gdp is growing uh, i think this year it there, there has been slight setback but uh, uh, but but it's a, it's a minor setback but essentially what will happen is that you know uh, this happened in china where the the gdp per capita when it reaches to 4000 dollars and uh, uh, people have like 50% access to internet then you know people have more amount of money which they can spend so people become adopters for a lot of new things so new products will emerge the market will the innovation uh, will have its peak point where a lot of new products are being created more people are using it new markets are being created so so the growth will just you know get its peak like like growth rate will be much more massive than what it is right now and then if you look at it like how countries are growing uh, like like in the south like like in, in the west the countries are growing at like 2% 3% gdp or 1% gdp and 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 the growth is in india and and more markets are being created and especially the startups have taken off so we we recently saw the big exit of flipkart which was sold to walmart for 20 billion dollars and we already have 24 unicorns in india and we are adding at least two every year two to three every year so it's a very exciting place right now uh, from a perspective of innovating and also from the perspective for someone to come and invest so there are a lot of us based funds and chinese based funds especially uh, are showing interest in investing in india which is not the case 5 years back so that's a lot of positives about indian economy our southeast asian economy how it's it's happening and how it is growing very fast well and there's something else there too because i think that American investors now, due to political situation, probably will won't even look at uh, uh, China, uh, and I do know that. Uh, for and so, um, India being a place with a much better relationship, I would say, with the with the United States traditionally, um, uh, I, it seems like a and also the shared uh, language and also the shared culture in the sense that a lot of people from India have been going to Silicon Valley for a long time. So I guess it's not a, not only an American thing, but it's more of a Silicon Valley thing where it's just like. You know, anybody who's worked in Silicon Valley has worked with people who are born in India, um, and and it's just like there's so much like bi-directional awareness between those two places that it really is going to create something that that is special. And it's funny now that I've been here in Colombia for only three days. Um, it, in Latin America, there's something interesting as well going on, but it doesn't have that same it doesn't have that same thing that India has, which which there. I mean, it does to to a smaller extent, where there's a where there's a bunch of people who have worked in Silicon Valley and then gone back to to Latin America and like taken what they've learned there and started to create it. So it does exist in Latin America, but the scale in India is just so much larger. Um, it's also it's also not about the scale that you know uh, what is also interesting is that in india the, uh, so it's a very diverse country uh, what happened is what happens is that you have like 10 metro cities which are there a lot of kids have access to english education uh, unlike unlike china a lot of people in metro cities in india can speak english uh, they are they are doing their education entire education in english language and they have uh, they do understand the silicon valley story or the startup stories so we do get inspired by what happened with facebook like in, in the initial days not now i like how they have grown and uh, especially right now there are a lot of examples like 
examples like where people from India has went ahead and innovated and, and at the helm of very big massive companies like Sundar Pichai became the CEO of Google and Alphabet right now. You have Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. So there's like great stories of Indians doing really well outside their country. But now I think it's the time where, you know, we do great in India as well. We build this very, very big companies uh, for people in India and also for people across the globe. Uh, like Ola is a company that's, they, they, they recently they started as an Indian company. It's a competitor of Uber. And now they launched in U, uh, launched in UK, launched in Australia. Oyo started with India, like they started solving with the Indian problem of you know giving you budgeted hotels with proper consistency of you know you know what is going to be there in the hotel. And then they went to China, expanded. They're expanding like crazy in China and also in the USA. So I think you know a lot of innovation is going to come from India. It's because of the way in which the country is being transitioned right now with a lot of people getting access to internet, which is basically information getting transferred, a lot of people uh, getting access to stories, uh, which they can be inspired about and then uh, working on it. So I started a startup after I started, I, I read about, I, I started reading about Paul Graham's blogs and that was like the inspiration moment for me particularly. And uh, so Paul Graham comes from like, like from, he's from the West, like he writes about things in the Silicon Valley. And there is a lot of content that is being created in India now about startups that are built for India. And there are a lot of kids who are getting inspired and, and we'll see a lot of these startups coming up from like India and being built for India. And what language is that happening in? Is that happening in English or is that happening in Hindi or another local language? So right now, uh, what happens is that the majority of the startups that are being built are built from kids who have access to English education. And, 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 and I think for enough significant amount of time, it will be the same. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't really predict. But at what time, someone who don't understand English would be able to create a startup. But uh, so, so, so it's not like, you know, it's about like this. Like when it comes to content consumption, even though like in English is not a native language for us, right? Like you, you can see from the pronunciation as well. So it's, 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 it's not very, it's not my native language. So my native language is like Hindi. And uh, then I, so I will consume video content in Hindi language. You need, you need that content to be created in the Hindi language. For a, Tamil, for a Telugu guy who can speak Telugu, he consumes the content in Telugu language in the form of video. So that is the problem that, you know, that sort of content Today is getting created massive, like like in a large quantity in YouTube. Uh, but we are kind of creating content for especially in diet two and diet three. So uh, I, I don't see like when this non-English speaking users will be going ahead and creating such massive companies because at the end of the day, the ecosystem is built in a way that you have to raise money that you should know English. So, and that's a really interesting point is that people consume content, particularly video in their native language, but then they create content in English. Is that correct? That, that people in India are creating a lot of text-based um, content in English for other Indians? So for, like, like you have to take the entire demography in that way. You have like people who come from the cities, uh, like there are nine metro cities. Uh, and there are a few tier two cities as well. Where the creation happens in English. So if you go to Facebook, they write about English, but for 90% of the audience, English is not the preferred mode of communication. 
so we we have a thing called hinglish so hinglish is something it's hindi plus english we type in english but what we are trying to communicate is in hindi language mm. yeah because it just gets easier for me to type in english on the keyboard mobile keyboard than to actually you know write in hindi that's really interesting cuz is is that because of the way that the computer was developed and built was that it was just built around the mindset of somebody who spoke english or another romance language and it wasn't built but the, i mean if i ask myself that question then i think about devangari which is the script of of hindi that somebody could then just create their own keyboard in devangari um that doesn't doesn't have this legacy of of english in it um ha- but what you're saying is that that doesn't really matter. Still, people still kind of type in English a lot in the metro cities, in the larger cities. Yes, and 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 Google is innovating a lot on this. There are a lot of keyboards that are existing that that would make your life slightly easier for you to type in language uh, in in your own native language. But Google has also done a great job with you know you you speak in your you speak and then it gets converted into a text format and they have done a good job and they're making great progress on that as well so yeah so you know you're trying to solve this indian problems and then you're innovating for everyone interesting and there's something i said a while ago that made me think of a recent thing that i've been uh, thinking about i wrote on facebook about why i moved to colombia and what i'm doing here and uh, my goals here and my goal is basically i've 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 started companies in other countries before in Brazil was the most recent one in 2012. And my co-founder was, had, he was able to speak English. And so he was able to get access to all the information from Paul Graham, just like you and Y Combinator and Peter Thiel and all this different stuff. And, uh, and then I started doing these interviews with people around the world who are starting companies and local ecosystems. And then the biggest thing, the thing they kept on repeating over and over and over again was how difficult it was to raise money locally um, because local investors have a different um, thesis than Silicon Valley investors who kind of, you know, it's a lot more about having control and most of them are in, particularly in Brazil, this is what I know from Latin America. I'm not sure about what, how it works in India, but in Latin America, a lot of them are focused on guaranteed returns. Usually they, they invest in real estate and they're, kind of they're expecting like if I put in this much money, I'm going to get this much money in two to three years and then I'll have, you know, I'll have my investment back and everything like that. But in Silicon Valley, there's a fundamental shift that most of the investors have, which is like, I'm going to make 10 bets. uh, And of those 10 bets, one of these is going to grow to a massive scale. And so I'm okay with the other nine uh, failing, although I'd I'd rather if I were to invest, you know, all 10 are going to create these massive things, but it's just not the way it works. Um, and so it got me thinking uh, about about this. And then I wrote this Facebook post and then my ex-co-founder basically came in and said, uh, no, somebody else said, you know what, it, 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 there is a bigger tie between capital and between innovation. Um, he said that basically, you know, it, it, in other countries, because the investors don't think big, the entrepreneurs also don't think big. And then my ex-co-founder, Felipe, mentioned that um, yes, he, this guy has a point that most of the people in these in countries are only solving problems that are country specific um, or in the case of Latin America, language specific so that uh, people in, in Colombia are, are building products that will go all over uh, Spanish speaking Latin America. Um, and he says that this problem does exist. And so I'd be curious to hear about your 
plans for international growth outside of India um, and whether that's something on your mind or whether you're thinking like where, what do you think about what you're doing in the context of a global market? So I think currently the focus is only in India. So in, out of 729 locations, uh, the 729 districts in India, we are operational in only 27 right now. The first focus is to build this across India. In most of these uh, locations for the next, you know, two years, two and a half years time. So that's the plan. And then from there, we want to take it. So, if the, the, so we are essentially building a super application by giving them starting by, by the user starting to use us because he's getting an exclusive content that is not available digitally anywhere else. Mm -hmm. He's coming and he's retaining and that content is helping us grow. And in every location, we are having uh, a lot. We, 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 are, we are like the biggest digital platform bar Facebook and Google products. So essentially, you have an application which uh, you, users are using with a very high frequency of usage. And then they are not only consuming content, they are doing much more things there. So we are essentially building a super app. Uh, like like in, in Indonesia, there is already a super app where Gozek was built, where the use case has been around, you know, how you travel, like, like you travel from one place to other place. And the way in which it will be built for India is what we are trying to build, where in a location where the language is very specific from location to location to changes, mm. where we acquire a lot of users in that location, and then they kind of consume it with a high frequency and more use cases are being built. I don't know. So like we have not done, went ahead and done research about how this product can be evolved for any other countries or any other geographies. But yeah, once, once we are there where we complete building this for the entire country, and once we are there, where a lot of we are able to evolve our product in that direction, we'll definitely think about other markets, uh, similar markets like you know Southeast Asia or you know MENA, MENA countries. And that's interesting because as I was saying that, and as you were replying, I was thinking, well, where did Google start? Google started in a local market first, um, and yeah. then I mean they didn't they didn't go to other languages immediately. Although that's what really interesting about what you're doing is because you're building the process to build it in different languages immediately off the, off the, off the ground. I guess one problem that you might face is that in India, I imagine I don't, this is an assumption I'm making is that a lot of the local languages uh, are all relatively similar in terms of their script, in terms of their grammar, in terms of like, and then there, and then there, there are differences, but not as big as the differences between India and maybe Vietnam or something like that. Um, and, <laughs> Go, go for it. Yeah. No, not really, actually. So the yeah. Indian languages are very different. Like Telugu is very, very different than Hindi. And Telugu is very different than Tamil. So so the Indian language, so it's a, so it's a country with a lot of diversity. Every uh, 50 kilometer radius that you kind of, you know, move from one radius to other radius, your eating habits changes. Sometimes, you know, the language changes. Uh, your dialect changes, language, the language is not changing, your dialect changes. It's a very, very diverse country. I think mm -hmm. that is the reason why, you know, local makes a lot of sense because, you know, in, in, in a district, it's more or less slightly homogeneous population, homogeneous users using, consuming similar sort of content, uh, conducting in their own ways of doing things. And, and most of these users in one district, they have never like 60, 70% of the people have not even traveled out of their adjacent two, three districts. So it makes much more sense because they really like to know about what's happening around them. They, they, they more or less 
the families, their extended families, and also their grandparents used to live in that location. So we are starting in that way for this audience. So yeah, so but the point is that, you know, the language is not the same. So it's yep. not like very relatively, it's not really the same. So you're saying that the process that you, you guys are building in order to get all these different languages is a process that can essentially be adapted to very different languages because those languages are actually very different. Yes, it's possible, but you have to understand uh, the need because, you know, what is happening in India is that uh, the rapid growth that is happening right now in the internet adoption. And because it's very rapid that the content has not been created yet, which we are going ahead and creating. So we, so the maps doesn't show you in a tier two, tier three location in India, the maps doesn't show you very clearly like where is what, which is where, which business is where. We're getting all that information online. We're giving you the exclusive content so that you can stay in touch with things happening around you. So it's it's like you know Google, right? When it started, it started giving you information about the internet everywhere around. And once you started using it for more, and the product innovated where you can actually essentially search, and then it started making a lot of money. For us, it's about you know we are creating the content, and we it's it's not we it's we have creators who kind of essentially working for different news platforms or content platforms previously. They are creating this content on mobile. And then we are giving this to the users and essentially once we have a lot of adoption happening where, you know, we have like, we're already like very, we, we are the biggest platform in, in the locations where we operate, most of the locations that we operate, uh, then we will be innovating about how we'll be making money. But yeah, so that's, that's where we are. So essentially uh, it depends on the market. Like if you want to do this in Southeast Asia, it depends on how the adoption is and how the market is. It's not like very similar. So interesting. So there's this question that keeps on coming up in my mind and it's been kind of coming up a lot recently. I just did an interview with um, the CEO of Eden Farms in Indonesia um, and a guy named David Gunaran. And there's something similar in Indonesia is happening where people in the country start are getting internet. And it's just so mind blowing for me because it feels like there's going to be just like a ma massive culture shock as, you know, a 14 year old kid in um, you know, in a, you know, hundred kilometers outside of Bangalore gets access to the internet and all of a sudden gets access to this whole world of like things that he, but now what's coming to my mind right now is that that kid, so there's a question for you. If somebody in a village outside of, outside of Bangalore, like a hundred kilometers outside of a Bangalore, like 14 year old kid kind of emerging might make it into the middle class. Does that kid speak English? And does he have any, you're, you're saying basically he has no access to content in his native local language. So basically the first thing that he's going to see is something on your app. Uh, we are not across India right now. So we are in only 27, yes, in the 27 locations. So he will go to the internet, he will find content, but the content won't be very, very relevant mm -hmm. for him. So it's, it's about more relevance, the more relevance would be the content that we are creating today. It's about, you know, what's happening with the political, uh, like local leader in that location, local influencer, what he is doing, uh, that, that sort of content is not available on the internet. You will generally different, you will definitely get content about what's happening in the movie industry. Mm. So you can get content, but what we are creating is highly relevant and, and, and we are building more meaningful content for that person to consume. So, so, so I'll tell you this scenario, like, 
what happened is that you know in india in the 1990s essentially the internet came and, and the adoption started kicking in there and english speaking users got access to internet for the first time and internet used to be very expensive and, and the infrastructure was not built across india so the people in the cities got access to internet they started using internet for entertainment and communication initially and then essentially today if they want to do anything uh, like they want to get a maid they want to hire someone they want to you know get a massage anything and everything can be done online uh, they can they, they have marketplaces so they have they can buy anything online so what happened in 2016 is that a lot of audience a lot of users who don't uh, like understand english got access to internet uh, so they what are they doing today is that they are doing they are using internet to consume they are using internet for communication essentially on whatsapp and for entertainment like you know consuming content on youtube essentially and they would evolve so their journey will be very similar to an english speaking user they will evolve to use internet for more meaningful use cases uh, like essentially what happened with an english speaking user they would want products they would want products where they would want to conduct their business they would want to uh, you know find someone to meet they would want to hire some they would want to you know purchase something and and because english is the only barrier that they had now you know with this native language products that are being built so essentially we are doing that for them where you know we started with giving content and we're building layer by layer for this people where we're building more meaningful use cases so essentially for a 14 year old kid who is staying you know 100 150 kilometers away from bangalore who don't understand english so when he goes to internet today he will find a lot of content definitely which is especially regarding movies or some sort of blog that is being written in the native languages but the content or the products that he can use that will have an implication in his physical world is not yet there and we are doing that so Sorry. we started doing that so and 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 how it changes is that you know like how does a how does a 14 year old's life gets changed with access of internet i i will explain so i come from this tier 3 sort of a location where the population of the town is 50000 people uh, in an indian context it's a very small town because india has a lot of uh, population so when i was like a 13 year old kid uh, i never had you know uh, so i was uh, i i was i was like i was fortunate enough because you know uh, my father was able to educate me in english language it's slightly expensive at the point of time and i was able to afford it and uh, i needed books for me for for my education which were not available in my hometown and i had to travel uh, i so i couldn't travel at that point of time i had to tell my uncle on phone can you get me this books for me to study and he has to so he used to come once in 3 months mm. so i had to wait for you know 3 uh, months to get those books uh, delivered to me and to read now you know this the kid in my hometown uh, he goes online orders book from flipkart or amazon he gets the book in 3 days 2 to 3 days and and for a 14 year old jani uh, it's magic yeah. so internet like what is happening today is magic for all these 14 12 11 year old kids uh, like it's i can really experience that because i never had access so like for, for when, until to the point where i have like grown to like 17 year old kid i never had access to internet and and that is also because i was fortunate enough to get into india uh, indian institute of iit iit kadakpur one of the top uh, engineering colleges in india 
where you know internet was accessible the infra was there we were getting free internet and and that is the reason how i got access to you know reading uh, blocks of or or you know uh, essays of paul graham and that's how it kicked in so entire journey of mine has been kick started with the access of information that was enabled by internet and 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 local is a part of that so the i started building local because of i being a beneficiary beneficiary of having access to internet and this will happen a lot now because a lot of users are getting access to internet so they are doing they are using it massively for entertainment today but uh, as as the time goes on and and as the maturity come like the products being built for them uh, there will be a lot, lot of things will are going to change for this users well and that so that last point you made about education is really interesting i want to get into that and i'm just making a note here because there's also another thing that i wanted to talk about a, a few minutes ago when you were talking about local stuff it reminded me of um that in the united states there was a large local magazine and newspaper industry and that was the huge thing that it developed in the in the 1900s was like each metro each city had its own newspaper and that's how people got the information about what's going on in their city and then yeah. the internet came along and wiped that out like totally just like absolutely wiped it out um but then other things came in and replaced it like you know now if i if i'll give an example from my own life that uh if i'm, I'm going to medellin the first thing i did when i was still in san francisco was go onto Facebook, find groups, local groups where people, either foreigners or locals, are kind of talking online. Uh, what I find is that most foreigners, there's this transnational class, which um, a lot of digital nomads, people who are working remotely uh, from all over the world, but mostly from Western Europe and the United States um, and uh, and Australia and other places, uh, and then and then they're going to these places. So Facebook is their preferred way to communicate. On, is on Facebook and also to Latin Americans, a lot of do it in groups, but I find that the information that I want doesn't exist so much for, like if I wanted to find people from Medellin who are doing interesting stuff, I haven't figured out where I can do that yet. Um, and so it's interesting that Local is doing, the, doing a similar thing in that creating that local content for people who have absolutely no local mm -hmm. content yet. So it's really interesting what you guys are doing for there because it seems like what you're doing is basically similar to the newspapers of the early 1900s in the United States is building content and that, but it's on, it's on the next generation of it because we have this new technology that's allowed it to happen. But then the other thing I wanted to mention about the education is really interesting, which is that it, it has taken us time, like the whole world, it's taken us time to figure out how to learn on the internet. And, you know, about 15 years ago, you had Khan Academy. I don't know if it's that long ago, but you had these people who tried to build courses online but then you find out that if somebody's just studying on their own, they're not gonna finish the course, particularly because the credential doesn't really mean anything. Like if I get a Khan Academy credential, it doesn't mean anything. I can't take that to employer. Employer be like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's great. But, and, then, and then there's things about, you know, they're just learning on their own. But then what I've been recently learning in my own behavior is that YouTube has become such an important place of learning for me because um, I can just type in this name and all of a sudden I'll get a doctor who's speaking about this particular thing that I'm really interested in anatomy and they'll give me these insights that I could have only gotten by being in a private room in a seminar with them, which you were usually, you know, closed off and only offered to physical therapists. Um, so it's just like, 
But the way that we can learn on the internet is so interesting because it takes a cer certain sort of motivation, either curiosity or whatever, I don't know. And this, so it's interesting that, that you bring this up because it brings up a question for me, which is how do we learn on the internet? How can we learn to learn more effectively on the internet and how will that change over time? So, uh, <clears throat> Learning, so we, we, we don't really focus on learning right now. Uh, we kind of give information that you can use. But uh, learning definitely has changed. So uh, what, what happened is that you, uh, you will be very surprised to know what's happening on WhatsApp today in India. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, like, it's, 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 it's the biggest thing in India right now. Like, people define internet to be WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like I need a phone with a WhatsApp it's not like I don't I do, it's not a smartphone it's not a smartphone it's a WhatsApp phone mm. so what what is happening is that you know people are you know people sitting 200-300 kilometers away are using WhatsApp to teach kids so education is being happening on WhatsApp uh, because someone sitting very far it's very difficult for them to communicate and WhatsApp is so easy for anyone to use even though it's not easy because of the network effect that and the, the peer pressure that I should learn how WhatsApp functions, I'll take my effort to learn that. And then it's happening in that direction. So essentially when this, uh, you know, the access of internet with, with more information gets in, the education will also grow. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, like I'm not an expert to comment on the learning aspect right now. Mm. That, uh what I got from there, and this is a total just kind of my imagination kicking in, first of all, is that learning doesn't necessarily only happen in the classroom. And so that a lot of learning comes from our family and a lot of learning comes from our communication, but that might not be the learning that gets you the job or gets you some sort of professional things. Although maybe I think that our, our I sort of global society should look more at trying to figure out other ways besides a credential and about finding these particular pathways to come into a particular career um, because I think that in the age that we're about to enter, creativity is going to be the, the main thing that's left and that creativity doesn't come from standardized forms or anything like that. That's, that's my personal belief about the, the nature of technology and where we're headed. Um, so that just brought it up for me and I am very curious. I'm, I want to start doing more interviews with people who are building online education portals in India and what they're learning uh, and then also the users and what they're learning. Uh, so that's really interesting, and so I guess I can suggest a few names maybe later for you to go and you know there 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 are a couple of startups who are really doing great stuff, uh, especially on the learning aspect and and how that they're building some great products for people to learn without physically for you to go and attend a class somewhere else and 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 those platforms are working because they're also getting you jobs. Mm, so interesting. Still, the essence of education today still like it's it's even though everyone is telling that your creativity will be a massive thing, but you know, for for a developing country like India, uh, education means like will I get a job or not after you know after after I complete the education. And I mean, and and that's an interesting point because in the United States, where we've already had this development happen most of the jobs that are being created are all in the service industry, for example, um, uh, uh, massage, yoga, um, 
you know, English lessons and stuff like that. Those are the types of jobs that are now available. But in India, I'd imagine that there are still quite a few jobs that are like product based, but also service based as well. Like that, that, and, and that as, and that there's so much more growth opportunity so that people are going to basically still have these access to jobs and a traditional education that does have forms and does lead to a particular place still has a role within India. And I'm curious about whether my assumption on in the United States of whether that doesn't exist anymore is correct or not. Um, so I'm going to go investigate that. But uh, <laughs> so uh, for the last five minutes, uh, I'd love to ask you a question, which is, is there any question that I haven't asked you about the rise of the technology or the internet in different languages in India that I should have asked you? Is there anything that I that I haven't asked you, that I should have asked you, that would give more insight to people in, a, in the West or United States or England or anywhere about what's going on in India and the revolutionary nature of it? I think uh, you asked uh, pretty much like everything, but uh, let me think. <laughs> so, uh, I think uh, I think it's it's we are still still early to like. Like, like what even with local what we are doing we're learning everything new every day because the adoption is, is is like the internet adoption is something like like no one has ever seen it's it's very crazy and uh, so yeah it's very difficult for anyone to predict what will mm -hmm. we can definitely predict that adoption will grow where people will start using products uh, but especially on the co comment that you have made about the jobs like like, like what happened, what's happening in China is that, you know, you're an influencer, you can make a lot of money. Uh, so new sort of jobs are kicking in. And in India, uh, like on the job perspective, like there, so Swiggy is a company that got uh, started. Where I think it's it's very similar to Postmates in US. Uh, and, and they created close to three lakh jobs where being a delivery guy is, is a job. It's, it's something... It actually started in 2013, but it, it, it is at a peak right now. Like there are a lot of people who are doing deliveries and this is not something that people used to do like 10 years ago. Uh, it's, it's not a big, it's like you always already had like, you know, postmen, like people who used to deliver physical letters. Mm. It has, it has, it has changed a lot. So on the, on the jobs perspective that you're talking about, there will be new kind of jobs every 10 years because, you know, the technology being coming in. So. Uh, I, I, I think you have asked me pretty much everything about what we are building. Uh, yeah. So the parallel that we look at on the West, what we are doing is that, you know, in the West you have Nextdoor, which which is slightly similar to what we are doing, but in the West that, you know, people in a community are actually discussing. It's easy for them to create, easy for them to connect. It's easy for them to understand how internet works and functions. We are kickstarting that behavior today mm. and building much more deeper because there is no other alternative. So, you know, you have Nextdoor, you also have Facebook, you also have a lot of products built for you. You have Yelp. Uh, on a, uh, for, for these users, it, it don't really exist in their native languages. So we are building a super app and we're super excited about what we're building. It's, it's very inspiring to see how our users are finding value on our platform. So, yeah, uh, it's just exciting. One thing that I want to express before I lose it forever is uh, based on what you just said is that if, if, it, if it's true that technology continues to create new jobs um, and these new types of jobs and everything like that, I'm going to make the statement that it is that those new types of jobs will, there'll be no way to credential for them. Um, so that's why I think that 
this creativity aspect is important for those new jobs because they're, they're, they won't come from a place where you can, like, like you said, influencer. Like there's no credential for influencer. Uh, that you can't yeah. go study how to be an influencer. Like nobody knows how to do that. Uh, and it kind no, of no, there will be courses. There will be courses that will be started soon. <laughs> yeah, there'll, there'll be courses. But but as as Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vaynerchuk made this great um, uh, great video where he ten years ago somebody asked him, "Should I take a course to learn how to do social media?" And he was like, "No, no way. Nobody how nobody understands how to do it." And then ten years later, he he said, asked somebody asked him the same question, and then he puts both of those videos together and says, like, still even today, nobody knows how to do it because it's evolving so quickly. So I think there will be courses and there's a great YouTube channel uh, called CoffeeZilla, uh, which, uh, go, which goes into the, uh, he basically, there are these fake gurus who, who, who create these online courses about how to make an online course or about how to sell stuff online. Um, and then he basically, uh, and all that, they're not providing any sort of value. They're just kind of like creating uh, content that they're, they're uh, con men basically. And so he takes them down and shows how they're doing this and stuff like that. So I, I, I think, I think for a lot of these new jobs, it is, it is basically you just have to kind of do them in order to figure out what works at this particular time and everything like that. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think uh, from from the, the jobs conversation that you are speaking about, I, I I could recollect like last time when we spoke, like you know, I think uh, when we spoke about you know Peter Peter Thiel predicting that you know. Uh, mm. So essentially all the internet products that has to be built has been built or, or close to that and, and every other country it's just essentially needs to copy those and build internet products uh, it's, it's a very inter interesting conversation to bring up right now that you know that's not true anymore in India <laughs> we have realized you know the adoption like the usage is very different the natural progression is very different and the diversity is very different so what happens is that you know like especially the countries in like like Southeast Asia, India, Southeast Asia, like Southeast Asia, and then you have MENA countries or Latin America countries. Like these are like very similar markets where user behavior is slightly similar, where you know the mobile adoption is faster uh, and then the language barrier still exists. And if you can essentially build products, so which was earlier the question that you're asking me that you know whether you have plans of replicating this across the world, if you can build products successfully in India and essentially you can potentially replicate in other countries which are much faster growing economies right now which are like so essentially the theme that you can think of is that you know build for india mm. then you can build it for a lot of countries mm. interesting so that is what's happening with google maps also they're like google is specially focused on building india first futures so india first features so there are india first features like you know you can actually like, like netflix has Netflix has piloted with a feature where you know you have a mobile only pro, mobile only uh, package where mobile only price range where you can access the content only on mobile which is around you know four dollars which is like half the price of like like less than half the price of what it is and it is a success and they are replicating this in other countries mm. and uh, so so a lot of these tech companies are innovating in India and this you can replicate this in other countries as well so. You just gave me yeah. a huge idea, which is to not only uh, interview founders uh, in local ecosystems, but also go to companies like Netflix and Google and find the people who are responsible should, for the. You should, yeah, you yeah. should, you should. For Google, especially, they have this next billion users. So they have this special team, like they're building products for this next billion users. And essentially, what it means is that there will be next billion users who will be coming online. They are very different than the people that got access to it previously. So you should definitely speak with them. You, yep. will, you will get some of the insights from there. Yep. 
Very cool. Well, this has been awesome. I've learned a lot here. And uh, how can people find out more about local? Uh, they can find out about local, but I'm not sure whether they understand the native language. <laughs> <laughs> so if they can just browse the app, like getlocalapp.com, local with a K. So when they click on that, uh, they can they can get access to our application. They can see what we are doing, like like visually, but they won't understand anything. I guess the, the if, if for my listeners, if you want to find out more about what they're doing, I'm sure you guys have had articles published in TechCrunch or something like that, right? Or, yeah, yeah. You can definitely read about us on TechCrunch or Indian publications like Economic Times, Your Story, Inc. 42. So yeah, there's a decent bunch of stuff written about us because we're growing fast and, and doing some really good stuff. So yeah. Cool. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks. Thanks, George. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Johnny. If you did, please find us on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher by searching for Crazy Wisdom and leaving a review uh, and also subscribing. Hope you enjoy these. I am releasing episodes uh, Monday through Friday every day. Um, it's a lot, uh, but I have a lot of episodes to release, so I'm, I'm going to do it and uh, probably doing it for the rest of the year. Maybe take a break for Christmas um, and uh, yeah, have a great day and let me know what you think.